let's do this. So, it's been a minute since I did one of these, so, um, and I'm using Pro Tools for the first time to do everything. I was using Adobe Audition, but uh, we're using Pro Tools and Logic in school, so I got the Student Edition, because that shit is um, worth it. Adobe is like $30 to make it worth anything, and Audition for students is like nine bucks, so why the fuck not? I got rid of Creative Cloud and now I'm only using Pro Tools. Um, so, yeah, school's been cool. I hope you guys have been good. Um, I'm sitting here in the apartment that I'm staying in. I have been basically sleeping on a couch. It's my couch, but I'm basically just chilling at my friend's place until I figure everything out. Shit's been weird since I lost my job um, back in June. Um, I got a job. I'm working at Publix. Um, I'm doing like uh, stocking and bakery when they need me. Um, yeah, so I guess things are on a good path. It was scary there for a few. So this week I have Ken McMillan on. He goes by the name Robo Ono on Instagram. And he used to be the bassist for the band Nonpoint. Um, I worked with him at Bungalow Scenic Studios. I've known him as an artist for a while. Um, and I really got to know him working with him every day. It was fucking so, so much fun working with that guy. He is like one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. Um, and you'll hear all that. You'll get that through the whole episode. We get pretty deep into things and it's just great. I had such a good time talking to him, even though it was like over two months ago. Um, speaking of which, uh, Ken and let me see here, the artist Hump Robo 7. Barrett Biggers, Genki Goth Studies, and Famous After Death have a show tomorrow, September 21st, 6 to 12 a.m. at the Castle Church Brewing Company. Um, that's here in Orlando. Uh, so check that out. Let's see. Ken gave me the lowdown of what the show's about. I'm not going to be there. Um, I have to work, but this is what Ken said about the show. It is a refined group of art friends who push each other to destroy any and all obstacles that might attempt to hinder their growth. The name of the show is Seven because of the seven artists left in our Whittle Down group, we used to have over 200. LOL. And that's straight up from Ken. Um... I've seen all of these guys' artwork, and everything is amazing. Uh, like, I want to have all of them on the podcast one day. Um, not at the same time, because I'm sure that would get pretty insane. <clears throat> Sorry. But, um, yeah, so, the acoustics in here aren't bad. I'm like a good 18 inches from the microphone and it sounds pretty decent to me. So, speaking of sound, um, the sound on here is a little weird. There was some interference from the TV monitor that I was using during the podcast. So, I had to do a lot of editing and I did as much as I could inside this little 
box, you could call it MacBook Pro, um, with the programs I have. So, um, sorry about that. Trust me, it was a lot worse before I edited it. It was very distracting. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it for now. So, um, it's good to be back. Uh, so yeah, give it up for Ken McMillan or Robo Ono, as he's known on the social medias. A tape of this quality deserves to be played in the most sophisticated husband mm -hmm. he's also a musician slash artist he does the diffusers like um wood diffusers yeah, for sound uh, yeah and um like when he came over to do the podcast i had don use i don't i think don you took it i had don use um flamenco guitar oh cool and, and adrian picked it up and started messing with it and that's how the podcast opens oh that's right <laughs> and i was like i was listening to it today and i was like oh man I should have uh, Adrian do a little thing in front of all of them. Yeah, because <laughs> it just sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the official intro. For yeah, it. right. Yeah. And then uh, you could have him write the, the notation so that the notes go in a W, right? So that if you look at the sheet, you're just going, getting a little crazy. No, no I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, shit like this catches, and then that could be your uh, your logo or your profile pictures it could be like the notation. Of the notes in the shape of a W, and then that's the song that you play through. It's a little lick, and then that's the intro to your thing, and it ties it, it's all tied together. Anyway, anyway, no, I just roll a bit, you know. I'll, I'll fucking start recording when no one's paying attention, and it's more like right now. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like to use the headphones only. For myself to check things because i think whenever you have headphones on you're adding more to like oh crap i'm being recorded because oh, we're so yeah. close we don't need headphones to hear each other yeah what yeah <laughs> only a headphones whatever um, yeah no i like I'm, I'm you think you have ear i mean uh, hearing damage from all your years of rock and rolling no i'm surprised like i uh i feel like people that have just gone to concerts have more of a hearing mm -hmm. uh, you know impediment um but i i think a lot of that's got to do with because like if when we're on stage the monitors aren't mm -hmm. nearly as loud as right. the front of house um so i think that that really saved me too and plus like the the mixes uh that i had run in from my side i never really had it Reaching it because I, I, I could as long as I could feel the drums, I knew where I okay. was. You know? That's cool. And so I would have you know vocals in the monitor yeah. and like and like a, that kick and the snare. Gotcha. And that's all I'd have in your ear monitor or the monitor on the floor. No, just floor monitor. Okay. Yeah, I never. Um, I, I was too much Excuse me. of a nutcase to ever have in ears. You know, oh, okay. I, just, I would tear the. You know, I tried them on a couple occasions, and I just like a pack would end up across the. <laughs> you know, just like pulling out. Um, oh, what are, what's going on in those ear monitors? I never really understood what what's going on. Like it's just a normal like a normal monitor where you can hear like like you said the drums and stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it isolates the outside noise so mm -hmm. that you and you basically have a mixing monitor in your head. Mm -hmm. That's what that's for, and they've got setups to where each individual has their own. Model. Like you'll you'll have a board like a five channel board like this, um, mm -hmm. and then you'll every person will have their own channel, 
Uh, and that would okay. go into their ears, and then they've got their own mix. So, like, a guitar player could have all guitar, a little vocal, and, like, a kick. Oh, that's and cool. And I, I could have, like, you know, whatever, any, whatever whatever's not bass, because I'm not listening to that anyway. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, so it's, like, it, it individualizes your experience so that um, you can better your performance, I guess, yeah. to see, you know, make sure your, your shit is not stinking. That's right. So, but I never used it, because it was just, like, you know, like I said, it was just... It just, I just felt the floor. Okay, yeah. that was enough to keep me in, you know. Right. There's um some videos that I've seen of um a deaf uh duo mm. and they make music together. And um there's this show I've been watching called Show Us Your Junk, mm-hmm. and it's put on by a company I forget what they're called Electro Electronic something, mm-hmm. and they make um, um, effects pedals. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing is they have this show, and they have like um, the guy from Public Image Limited. They have uh, Steve Albini on there showing like off off all the um, studio stuff. They have a lot of different. Um, what's his name from Sonic Youth is in there. Oh, on okay. there, so it's like legacy studios or yeah. like studios that they've used their career to build up. Pretty much, yeah. and it's really interesting. And um, <clears throat> they, they, they had one on these guys, and like basically they just feel out the music. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel that they can feel the vibrations and everything. It's really wild because they're like playing like notes and stuff, yeah. and you're like, how does how do they know the notes? <laughs> well, every note's got a frequency, so it's going to have a certain amount of reverberation. So maybe, yeah. I mean, hell, it's like, you know, the cockroaches, you can't hit them because they can feel the air coming right. way before your, your hand gets there, you know? True. So like, why wouldn't humans be able to tune in to kind of like that same, you know, that makes sense. That same sense. And especially if your your sense of touch gets heightened because you lost the, right. you know, the sense of, of hearing. Have you ever seen the guys that... Um, use echolocation to ride bikes to blind people. Yeah, that's what's trippy. crazy. It's trippy. I'm like, that guy's a superhero. Yeah, and like he that, teaches other blind people how to do it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. fucking crazy. I, I hope he gets rich. Yeah, right. Uh, and like, is able to just like click his way into a, a infinity pool. You know, For real, all right. <laughs> do it, man. Cheers. It's and people like that, man. Where it's like, they don't just, they don't rely on people's sympathy based off of their right their ailment it's like they actually use it to their benefit and i mean that's that's like the human spirit yeah i think that's what everybody like hopes they can do if something comes down yeah yeah. you know what i mean it's like everybody's intention is to use it to their advantage but sometimes it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. but most of the time it works out beyond your expectations i think yeah yeah and as long as you don't like throw yourself off a bridge to see something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Are you allergic to cats? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember either, so I guess we'll right. find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's checking you out. What's up, dude? He's the real star of the show. He's Mister. Yeah, that that is that is a well maned cat, right? You're. Uh... Probably make your lineage proud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look at his whiskers. They're there. I know. It's, <laughs> does, does he have a Swiffer tag? <laughs> he started <laughs> back in when I had the house. He would be laying on the floor, and I would just grab him by the belly and start rubbing him on the floor, and he loved it. But I was like, I was like, he's a he's a Swiffer. This guy. Dude, he just—he's got claws, so you can throw them up towards the <laughs> ceiling. And you know the cats always land on their feet. It doesn't right. really matter where the plane exists. Yeah. So like he would automatically flip, dig into the, the ceiling, and then he can clean the top of your ceiling fans. Right. And just like stand there, so he'd get and a massage. Yeah, he'd get a massage, and he'd. Oops. That's hilarious. All right, cut that part. That's that's a million dollar idea. Don't let that up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll make a, a. That was the noise right there that I look for to cut that part up. Oh, okay. You know, like the, yeah, the the thing they do with the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. forget what they call it. I think it's the the timestamp. Yeah. I don't know the timestamp board. All right, something like that. But I'm like the movies, like right here. 
you can see like oh the spike yeah so you know where to cut certain things like that's a good way to edit or yeah. a simple way to edit is to look for shit like that so music aside unless you want to get into it you have a background in music but we'll talk about the art because <laughs> that's my foreground that is your foreground and you're you just posted this digging in the dirt yes fucking awesome what's Moshi Moshi Productions. Moshi Moshi Productions is owned by my good friend Moshi, who uh, was a dude that I went to art school with in 1994. Uh, but I never met him. Um, I, I should say, like, I, I didn't meet him until probably about four years ago at the uh, uh, Spooky Empire after party. Okay. And we met through a mutual friend of mine. And so emotion, I started getting the talking and it was like, it was insane. Like our experiences from that time and we were okay. being them, you know? And yeah. so I just like, it turned out that we, we were these quasi kindred spirits. You know? Oh, awesome. Like, there's like not a word out of the guy's mouth that irritates me in the slightest. And that's um, great. It's, it's really difficult to find these days. You know? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's like, he, you know, I, we feed off each other. You know, right, like we'll, we'll bounce ideas off of each other. He's a super creative dude, and um, he's a hell of a, a costumer. Like he, he used to build like some of the craziest costumes. For yeah. Me. Like when cosplay was first coming in. Okay. You know, and like just did really great shit. So to be able to have him doing these these parties, uh, this is actually just like an offshoot party from MegaCon. Oh, uh, cool. But he's the one that does the official after parties for MegaCon. He did all four for this year. Oh wow. So it's you know he does it professionally. So he asked me to come and just set up and, mm-hmm. you know, broadcast. Kind of you did the same thing at one of the Megacon parties, right? Yeah. The uh, last few years I painted at uh, the, the after parties. And then he's also done secondary parties like this one as well that I, I painted at. Oh, that's awesome. So it's fun because, I mean, it really, man, it, it puts your ego in check real quick. You mm-hmm. know, and it really gets you to just choke down that that horse pill of fear and, and get over it because i mean I, you know i go to the last two things i did i didn't know what i was going to paint until that day oh, yeah. and you know I, I get there i have no idea what it's going to look like and i just set up in front of however many thousand of strangers and i'm like okay well this is let's try not to crash and burn yeah but it's it's a lot of fun you know and especially last night last night i was just like i was on fire <laughs> and uh yeah, you did that pretty quick. Yeah, it was. I think it was a total of six hours on that. Wow. Um, for it's the uh, yeah digging in the dirt on my Facebook. If anybody happens to view this and cares, because uh, my face is on it, so I can just see them running for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already talked so much. <laughs> I want to listen to them just babble on for an hour. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Which is probably a great plug for your podcast. Um, it's like. <laughs> Don't listen to this one, folks. It's like that uh, that app where um, it tells you when to pee in a movie when you're going to see a movie. Oh, when it's okay to go, go to the bathroom. Dude, it's such a great idea, but I know, right? I don't. I kind of want to. That that sucks, though. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's taking the, the surprise out of it. That's true. But I know people that that definitely need that. Yeah. <laughs> Every seven minutes, they're hitting the head. Oh, beer does that to me. So, yeah. So I'll I'll make some hand signals or something and run in the bathroom and you can just fill in. Battle on. <laughs> better refill my beverage before you go turn it away. So uh <clears throat> um art is your full time job technically now. Yeah. I mean not even technically, like officially. Yeah. It's yeah. it's been and I it's been that for hell since I quit music Um, I basically like I got home and I was like oh shit what am I going to do now so I just took the skills I was using with the band merchandise and I shifted them over and I I went to start you know and I I went from like uh, being on a tour bus for like 14 years to being in a cubicle again yeah (laughs) you know and I'm like this is much smaller but it's so quiet yeah. And there's no dirty laundry anywhere. And <laughs> I don't feel like stabbing anyone. I'm just yeah. like, you know? Yeah. And so it's, and I transitioned really well because I, I functioned better with um, 
with, with being regimented. Gotcha. You know, and I've always struggled with time and things like that too. Basically, getting I'm I'm truant to everything, and it's just, even if I make a concerted effort, I just eventually slip back into those bad habits. You know, gotcha. and it's the it's one of the few things that I haven't been able to to really get a, a wrangle on. Right. And uh, so the corporate world was a big help for that because I had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It was kind of like a, but I still got to do graphic design for stuff. I got to do package design and, and okay. uh, product uh, branding and stuff like that. So you did it for a, a firm or something? Uh, well, no, it was actually, I worked for, directly for the nutrition company. Um, they were, uh, New Way Nutrition was the company. That's right. Over here in um, Oviedo. Okay. And so it, that was a lot of fun because I got to do a lot of cool stuff in an industry that I was already engaged with as a consumer. Yeah. You know, like I, I was a gym rat and most of the stuff that, I was using over the years became a direct competitor to the company that I. Oh, that's up interesting. So <laughs> it was real weird to see the internal workings of, of the, the nutrition industry, but it's, there's some shady shit going on. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Man, it's just I like the, the loopholes that, the, that these people oh, just man. utilize. It's insane. Yeah, but it's all legal though. That's the thing. Is that you just find ways to dance well, I mean, the rules. You know? I mean. Everything has loopholes that you would think would be illegal. Yeah, everything. So at least from a common sense standpoint, yeah. like, why is that illegal? Even, even the shit that runs the country is like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if, if so-and-so deems it legal, then it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't do anything about it. Yeah, this this guy over here says it's okay. That guy says it's not. But if you don't listen to that guy, then you're going to be in yeah. deep trouble. It's, yeah. You know, and and so people know he's pointing at the the weird Chris Hamer painting. That, oh, <laughs> that's that guy. And then no, yeah, and then the tool poster is this guy. Okay. Just so you know. All right. So just so you know, Hamer, uh, you're the bad guy. <laughs> you're, you're the, in, in this equation that that's you right. don't have a visual voice. <laughs> I got that um, at Spoopy like five years ago. Yeah. It's painted on a TV tray. I really dig his style. I, the first time I saw his stuff, I was in actually um, Steve uh, Roberts and Earl Funk's old shop, mm-hmm. Trinity. Yeah. Um, and I went into Trinity to talk to Steve about doing my back piece and Hammer had a bunch of his artwork up there, okay. and I was just blown away by like the woodcut and like all that stuff he was doing. Yeah. You know? and, um, it was just super cool, and his style is so gritty but refined at the same Hello. time. And, and he's tattooing now, so yeah, I mean, it's fucking cool. It seems like the inevitable transition for artists yeah. looking to have another stream of revenue. You know, that's true, especially someone who does stuff like him more illustrative. Yeah. It, yeah. Like stylistically, it really stands out. Exactly. It's one of those tattoos. Where it's like, what is that? Is that like a sticker or something? Yeah. My friend uh, Celeste, she just did, um, <laughs> she does some weird drawings. And one of them was uh, a naked guy with a baby in his nuts. Like a, huh. a fetus in his nuts. <laughs> this sack was a fetus? Or it was like the shape, it was like the embryonic sack. It was the his, embryonic sack. His yeah. sack was the embryonic sack. His sack was the embryonic sack. I know, right? Somebody was the embryonic sack. His sack was the embryonic sack. <laughs> That's a good one. That's... We should reach out to um, Eric, her her boyfriend. Dude, if that pink shit from Ghostbusters starts <clears throat> coming through your vents, I am out of here. <laughs> Just conjuring up. No, I was going to say her boyfriend is uh, Eric from Andrew WK, the guitarist. That would be, oh, yeah, you told me about that would be a good Andrew WK song. Yeah, you should hit him up. Right? Send him right? a snippet. Like, maybe we'll uh, end up as a sample. That would be fucking funny. More power to that, dude. That, that's, that's one of the most metal dudes that I never got to meet that I would have loved to. Yeah. Uh, just, I, like, at first, I didn't know what the hell he was about. When he first, you know, first, yeah. like, Marty, like that whole thing. And I'm like, Okay, this guy's this guy is I don't I haven't figured him out. So like I don't I don't know where to put He's functioning on a different plane. Yeah, but like it, it was oddly enough, it was his interviews that got me to really mm-hmm. just be like, holy shit, this guy is amazing. Yeah. You know, he's so positive and he's so like fuck all the blockades in your life. You yeah. just plow through and do what the hell you're meant to do here. Yeah. Like 
fucking rah rah, right? <laughs> you know, it's like right. that. And so I'm kind of bummed that I never got to exchange that energy, you know, because yeah. I feel like on on a lot of planes I can relate to him. Yeah, I spent a lot of my time trying to fix other people's bullshit, you know. And so right. to to meet somebody else of that caliber on that plane, like it, it might be like you know, like two magnets in each other. In the yeah, right. Polarity, and like, oh, fuck off! No, too, yeah, too much positivity. <laughs> I've been there before. We just turn into like the like when uh when the Skeksis and the Mystics combined in the Dark Crystal, and they became like the holy embodied light figure. Like if he and I did that, we might become become like the antithesis to that. I like, think you probably would. Just a yeah. figure made of that uh, blackest paint in the world. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. That that one guy has, has the, the patent. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the license to use. It. Yeah. Damn, I just went off on a tangent. Apologize. No, it's cool. <laughs> they made another one, and the company specifically said that he's not allowed to use it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said none more dark. I mean, that's, that's yeah. more dark. It's like something uh, Cards Against Humanity would do. Like they bought a section of of the U.S. and Mexico borders, so um, they couldn't build a wall there. <laughs> and they That's started to go. They started a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter for it. Didn't it like explode? Yeah, it there? exploded. Yeah. So you got like <laughs> you you got like a section of the land. Oh my! God. And you get like a certificate and everything. It was fucking funny. They so, do some cool shit. <clears throat> that loud pop was not to. Make a cut line there, by the way. Okay. When I slam my beer down, the sounds good. I'm just like, oh man, that must have spiked. It, it probably is. The funk. Yeah. You're just like drunk and chopping willy nilly. You're like, oh, there's a spike cut it out. It's like, <laughs> oh, that was the secret. To, like, oh <laughs> man, I can. I'm, I've been doing this. This is the 23rd. I think I've done. Mm-hmm. Or is it the 23rd? But, uh, it's, I think you. I was. Earl was 20. Yeah. This is 20. Yeah. So, so twenty two because okay. I have another one before you, and uh, <clears throat> I've I've recorded myself so much that I can locate like the ums that I say. Oh, so you can put. I, I know. You see the lull and. I know the what the waveform looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird, but it's true. Man, I've tried working on that so many times. Yeah. Getting rid of that, and now, right now, I'm able to. Curtail it because I'm aware of it. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to buffer a little bit ahead so I right. don't have to place anything there. But what a difficult. How did we get that? I don't know. Where did that come from? You know, because the first person to go, um, oh, it sounds like a good yeah. interjection. I'll use that too. Um, and then yeah. it just, you know, maybe it's um, maybe maybe we're actually just like I wish I would. Oh, you're right. It's like a oh. it's like a thinking meditation. It is. It is. Maybe that's it. It's a micro. Maybe. It's a micro meditation. Yeah, maybe. Bro, but I do it. I do it more when I'm I'm talking to myself. Like, um, I do the intros. Yeah, I, I talk. Well, I don't do all the intros because sometimes I don't have time. But when I'm doing intros, I'll notice it more because I'm talking to myself. Yeah. You know? So you're making sure that the words you say are said the way that you want them to be received. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do like vocal intros for the first few, and when I started doing it, it took me like eleven tries to do it, to do it where I liked it. Because yeah. I don't write anything out; I write notes about the about the episode while I'm doing the episode. You just have every subject you want to touch on on a different screen, and you just walk around <laughs> and go. And we're gonna talk about Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and we're gonna do this. And this one. <laughs> I have this screen here. <laughs> you have to write any down. This screen. So there's one, two, three, four, four screens in this room. Yeah. We'll have some pencils for backup in case yeah. the power yeah. goes out for a day. Right, right. But uh, yeah, like when I'm doing the intro, I'll talk about the things we talked about, but I don't write down. What I'm gonna say, I don't read it from a script or anything. I just do it. So like the first one took me like 11 tries to get it to where I liked it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, with repetition, that's gonna get better because that's just the. Yeah, it has gotten better. But I still say um a lot. Yeah, I guess there's gotta be some mechanism that we can train into ourselves to be. That reminds me. I used um. Um. (laughs) I. I think I think uh, the what do you call it 
alpha brain is helping with that. It makes a difference. <clears throat> I noticed a difference, and even if it was a placebo effect at that point, I don't care because I'm getting to a point to uh, where right. I was crushing it, you know. So um, whatever yeah. it did, it worked. <laughs> it does work. So but, yeah, yeah, I mean it's micronutrients. When I do that before an episode or before recording anything, I notice the difference. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to take care of it. Uh, marijuana and red wine had that effect for me. Yeah. Well, marijuana and tequila. Okay. That's a, I found that's a really good combination for me. I'm not a tequila guy. Neither am I. No? No. Yeah, which is weird because, you know, I found that by accident. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. I found that by I found tequila does this for me by accident. <laughs> I was just experimenting one day. I bought a bunch of different booze and decided to do a bunch of things I just never did. Yep. There's a water was the control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of control needed. Yeah, exactly. Are you looking at the CDs? Um, I was looking at the staples. Oh, those came from my wine box. Are you doing a wine box? For I am doing a wine box. I need to get a wine for the box. Barefoot spa. I was going to grab one when I went to grab my box of paintings from the uh, square, the 15 square show. Oh, we have to pick those up. I mean, eventually, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, what is it, the 30th? How many days are in? I think tomorrow is the first. Tomorrow the first. Oh. <clears throat> Right. Yeah, that's either that that's two sides of the spectrum. A guy that isn't worried about paying the rent and a guy that is worried about paying the rent. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's I and I've been on both yeah a few times. Right. Me too. And it's yeah, it's a you gotta invite humbling situations into your life. And yeah. because it makes successes come that much faster and more frequently. And they're that much more satisfying when they do, because after a while you get to a point where you can invite the issues into your life, navigate them, learn mm -hmm. what you need to learn and get to the end result. And it's still the same end result. There's still the same bounty at the end of that journey. Absolutely. But your, your profit is diminished. Uh, depending on how much you invest in that journey. So right. if you're stressed about things and what about this and what about that and this is killing me and then you're making bad mistakes during that journey on top of it and you're just creating more issues for you. By the time you get to the end of that journey, you're going to be battle-worn, you know? Yeah. But if the more of these that you navigate and the more of these situations in your life that you're able to tackle, the, the more fluid you become with it. You become more well-versed, you know? Just like you were yeah. saying with, with not writing anything down for the intro. It's yeah. the same type of thing. Um, I think a lot of that is more organic and you get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so. like um, when we were doing stuff for Scenic, mm -hmm. it's like don't overthink it. Because if you overthink it, it's going to, this faux finish is going to look like some guy made it. Yeah. If you, if you just do it without thinking, it looks like stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you fucking really think about what you're doing, it's a faux faux finish. It's a dude. Making stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a girl. Sorry, thank you. A person. A person. I, I Today I said, uh, I was having lunch with a friend of mine and I was like, I wonder if you can identify as a racial slur. Like, that's your pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you could, but the, and this is my issue with like anybody on any side of any issue is that don't do anything to like agitate the other side. Yeah. You know, and it's yes. like, I think we've, we've really been pushed as a society into a point now where it's like that's it's passive aggressiveness at its most aggressive. Absolutely. And that's all we're left with at this yeah. point, you know? So I feel like instead of continuing to push that. That, man, that pendulum all as far on the other side as possible. They always, everybody does that. We do, yeah. It's like but normal. Why? It's like the normal thing to do. I just posted about this today. See? I don't yeah. like to unfriend follow people over political posts, but when their only tactic is bashing, I don't see a point. Yeah, and it's that's correct. And there, nobody's getting anything out of arguing or or um, bashing the other, yeah. you're not getting anything out of it. It's, it's like you're not offering any solutions. Yeah, if you fucking 
fight somebody just to fight them, yeah. what happens when at the end of the fight? Yeah, it's a lost loss at that point. Exactly. Especially if like you guys don't hug it out after the fight or something. Like it it doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you remember stories of people getting into fights and buying each other beer afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, oh, all right, whatever, we got it out of our system. But now it's like it doesn't have to stop. It's people just right. one up each other because they take it so personally. Yeah. And honestly, man, I this this could have something to do with it, but the fact that all of us are online, all of us have a presence and all of us are able to put the best of what we do and the best of what we experience online yeah. for everybody to see. It's constantly triggering that that like uh the uh competitive nature in people absolutely you know what i mean so like now we're to a point to we're so stressed with having to prove that we belong here prove that we're worthy of people's attention it's it, we're pushed to a point so now everything is hypersensitive you know yeah. so and anything that can be perceived as an attack on our person could you know i mean people are going to take offense to it and that, yes. I think that's what we're seeing you know right and it's i i really feel like everybody would just take a step back and and think about the intention behind whatever was said or done, especially through text. Yeah. When there's no inflection, you right. all inflection in the conversation. Right. And I'm constantly talking to people who are like, well, look at this text. Like, how would I say? And you read it and, and my inclination is to, to just read it in a, in a, you know, in a positive manner. Yeah. Or like a, you know, Maybe that's probably what it is. Yeah. It's like something productive. Like you wouldn't be sending somebody letters through the air unless you, there was some, purpose to get something rolling or, yeah. or moving, you know? So right. I try to I read it like that and then I'll give a flip on it and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I never even thought to look at it that way. Right. And I'm like, why wouldn't you look at it that way? Like you, you're, <laughs> do you understand how many fails there are before the, the yeah. message even gets, you know, uh, thought through. So yeah, that's where it sucks, man. We're a weird group. Yeah. I think we're just stretched thin because of the technology. Yeah. And I think we went pretty deep, so let's get another beer. All right, let's get another beer. Let's pause this. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah. So. So. So what? What's happening in your life? Um, in your personal life, we've been like going on tangents about like ideas and yeah, all this stuff. But as far as like your art and you're not doing music anymore. No, just um, my my entire life is art now. Yeah, I wake up and I go do art for other people, and then I come home and I do art for myself, mm -hmm. and I love it. You know, yeah, I love every moment of it. And I mean, I've got situations like last night where I just jammed on this painting and I just blew through it in record time for myself. And it's, it's a good feeling, right? It's awesome, and I was grateful for it. You know, and I kind of took a second and just thanked everything mm -hmm. you know i was like oh man i'm like so grateful for for you know just be able to do this right now you know? right uh, it's always fun when i do something and it looks like it came it had to have come from somewhere else like it did, that yeah. didn't come from me isn't that great it's it's i love it that's the way um they a lot of people talk about sheds are that way like yeah his stuff just comes out of nowhere yeah <laughs> it's incredible man um and you see guys like that and they just they find, they find their place mm -hmm. in the world of art, and they, yeah. they don't deviate. And they might throw an homage or something every once in a while in there for something, yeah. but it's like, but I mean, they, they he found his template, and every single piece of work that that guy produces right. is intriguing yeah. to the point to where like I just want to stare at it for like two hours and just figure out what the hell's going on with it. Yeah, you know? have you seen his documentary? Yeah. He's a super chill dude, man. He's, like, he's, he's, he's just like this metal dude. Yeah. Like, he, he was friends with the guys from Tool and shit, you yeah. know, um, playing guitar with Adam and shit. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's like, it's so cool to see how humble some people are, you know? It is. And I've interacted with him online quite a few times and he's really cool. Like when I talked about getting help from, for my depression, he commented on the post and was like i'm so happy you're doing this mm -hmm. you know that's just a cool, cool guy yeah you like know? a human yeah exactly it's cool to i've see never that. met the guy before but yeah. he's like yeah this is good for you man yeah you know super cool guy you need so, voices like that to pop up you know yeah yeah 
<laughs> Which voice is that for you? Uh, for me? Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a deep seated one. It's like, I guess I've just got like, a Don Lee, right? Whenever oh, Don you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wizard. It's wizard. Yeah, he's That's a perfect off, fucking. He's like, I can see him walking through the forest with a staff, <laughs> like no robe or anything, just still with the cargo shorts and like tank top. With, like, Somebody needs to do a painting of him yeah. like that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> No, I'm just, I was just kidding because that was funny. Gandon. <laughs> Gandon. Oh, yeah. Gandon. That sounds like a like a um like an Asian name, Gandon. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I could see that. Or from anywhere else. <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> Probably not Brooklyn. No. Yeah. Oh, maybe Brooklyn. The way you say it, though. Get done you. I like your uh, Russian voice. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it on the spot. I know. It's hard to do shit like that on the spot, right? I don't even know if that's close. That might be more. That was more Japanese than the first right? one. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. So the way to get uh, my personalities lined up is to jump two ahead of whatever nationality you need me to be at. Okay, and so I'll auto fill two two spots back. So I'm gonna need uh, Icelandic and <laughs> and uh, I'm not doing any more accents. I'm not doing not doing it. No, I'm not doing any more accents because we're uh, we've been drinking and I'm gonna say something. And yeah, it's gonna be the end of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, editing is a good tool. Yeah, no, it is. But why even leave it yeah. out there in the ether? I'd rather just be in control of my faculties. Yeah, you know, I agree. Respectful. <laughs> I, I would like for you to be in control of your faculties. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it's that. a good thing. But yeah, do you <clears throat> have you had recently someone? It's a better way to put it. Have you had recently someone that you? Um, look up to that kind of pushed you like that. Oh, that like made you say fuck yeah or anything like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hell. Uh, <laughs> actually, the it's not a person. It's more of just a a work of art. The um, the new Muse album. Yeah. Simulation theory. Uh, front to back. Really. Back when I when I really started to listen to that album, it. Like not only stylistically does it connect with me one hundred percent, you know, it's like a like eighties retro but modernized okay. type of vibe. And um, I mean, the music is just like every second of that album is just like it it, it boosted me up, you know. That's and, great. And it's rare that and people used to tell me about our stuff, you know, like they'd come up and thank me for that kind yeah. of thing. And I was always, I never really know how to receive it, but yeah, now being on the other end of that. It's because I never really had an album connect with me the way this does. Oh, okay. You have songs or segments of albums, or like, oh yeah, that 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 part really makes me tear up or something like that. But yeah. like, but this one, it was like it was from the I feel like it was written for me. And, That's so great. And I'm already intrigued by simulation theory as it is. You know, like yeah. I've, I've kind of surrendered instead of like following a, uh, like any kind of dogmatic uh, representation or anything like that. Right. I I feel like a part of me has actively accepted the fact that i believe that i'm just a skin suit being piloted from somewhere you know what i mean so yeah. like and i can like so now when when i do something that's confusing to me that's either against my nature or like it, it's something that i wouldn't have thought to do i give credit to my pilot who could gotcha. uh, to essentially be my soul could essentially be like and you're you're an avatar yes yeah yeah i mean for the most part yeah. but and i'm having fun like i'm not dedicating myself to that mindset it's not like i'm walking around with that mm -hmm. as my filter and nope that's my reality but right what i found is that in actively pursuing that mindset i'm creating a game for myself and it's exactly. helping me take everyday scenarios and it's helping me put them into a different light so it's almost uh, like yeah. i'm looking at them third person removed yeah. from myself and it gives me this whole extended realm of perception and i mean it, it sounds that's awesome it sounds really weird no. saying it out loud <laughs> like that but like yeah. but that's what it is most, most things internally sound weird when you say them out loud yeah which is yeah. why they should stay internal but yeah. like, i mean i'll even like i'll, I'll just i'll see myself and I'll, I'll, I'll be putting something <clears> on the sink and i'll look see myself in the mirror and i'll just kind of like for a second i'll switch over to that and i'll give myself a nod 
and just like kind of like a like okay mm-hmm. engage like this we're on a mission now you know keep your shit straight yeah and it's like i'm intrigued by where like i said the the, the extended gamut of perspective that, yeah. that it's allowed me because you're effectively giving somebody else the wheel with your brain and okay. they're going oh cool i see what you did here but i would do it like this and yeah. so um and i think that's just an extension of trying to like read through any situation you yeah know, like it, what, what are the outcomes what are the benefits right. of this you know the win to loss you know balance that you have to wait out on things and i think it's just me just trying to figure more out about myself and about the world around me gotcha. you know and just implementing any tools i can get my hands on yeah so which is why i talk so very much no muse definitely is like one of those bands where it's like you can tell they love what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Like that dude loves to play guitar. Yeah. Like every show you see him, he's just up there entertaining people. And I don't think you could do that if you didn't truly love what you're doing. Yeah. Like yeah. you, I don't know how many shows you played, but you probably played a lot of shows. Well over a thousand. I think probably close to the two thousand shows. That's wild. Over the years. I I mean that's that's probably a high estimate, but mm-hmm. it's definitely well over a thousand. And I mean it's crazy like no it wouldn't matter if there was 20 people there or twenty thousand mm-hmm. people there like i would throw down equally as hard yeah it's, it's great you know, you're, you're not playing for capacity you're playing for the individual in the crowd because they're there yeah. because they connect with you so you have to be able to to channel your energy and connect to every single person right. in there so if there's 20 people in the club i know some people in the music industry kind of take that personally and they want to sit back and not play a good enough show and it's like these these are your diehards here you know you need to kill yours you need to play harder tonight than you ever have before because you owe everything that you are to these people because if they weren't here yeah who are you gonna be playing to you know exactly so it's like i saw um, when i when i went to see in flames in new orleans it was Mm -hmm. a small gig i think you mentioned you had played there before Mm -hmm. it was a small venue small stage like like super small like nothing compared to the rest of the shows that they were doing yeah can't move kind of small yeah Yeah. and uh they still had the same energy though Mm -hmm. and um there's a lot of um places and things that happen like that you know like there's i've seen where a band will go through and play a big show and then they'll play a small fucking place and they get better energy from the small place consistently yeah. yeah especially a band like that and anytime like the smaller the venue the more the energy of the band is amplified yeah you know i saw corn and what hell 90 what the hell was it 96 95 Whoa. 96 and i mean it was a it was probably about a 500 person club mm-hmm. and it was about a thousand people in there and it was just like the most insane and you know i mean say whatever you want about corn now but when they first came out oh yeah it was insane yeah you know it was like this is the heaviest thing, that, you know, outside of death metal that anybody yeah. had heard, you know, that, especially for mainstream. That was the exact same reaction I had. Yeah. Because at the time I was listening to thrash and death metal. Yeah. And then I heard that on the radio and I'm like, this is the closest thing on the radio <laughs> exactly. yeah. that I can talk to like people. Like I could only talk to like two people about death metal. Yeah. Like, now I can connect with more crazy. people about corn yeah. because it's uh, kind of on par with that. Yeah. So, so we that saw was him. the exact same thing I had with it. Yeah. When he goes, you? like, like you didn't hear that on the fucking radio yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially coming yeah. out of hair metal and grunge. And exactly. Stuff like that, you know? So yeah. So it's to see them, to see them in that capacity, like they're in, like I'll. That's one of the best shows I've ever seen. That's cool. Is, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they didn't drag more bodies out of there <laughs> was surprising. That's me, cool. So cheers. The Marilyn Manson one that I saw was cool. It was in '95. It was oh, right yeah. when they were like getting big. Mm-hmm. Like it was right after uh, Sweet Dreams came out. That's really so it was after Spooky Kids. He was just Marilyn yeah. Manson. Then. Yeah, yeah. It was um, the original lineup of Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and holy shit! Like there were maybe a thousand people there, and I probably now that I have talked to people, I probably knew like fifty people that were there. <laughs> Everybody's plugged yeah. in. Yeah, I talked to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I was at that show. Yeah. I was at that show. It's like, fuck, man. Everybody was at that show. And I was just some 15 year old kid. But it was like that. Like, 
I now watching videos after they blew up because they blew up not long after that. Mm -hmm. Like Antichrist Superstar came out the next year, and that's when they really blew up. Was yeah. after Sweet Dreams, and they were touring for that Sweet Dreams thing. After that, like seeing the videos and everything, I was like, I'm glad I saw them like that and not the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was much more like. I don't know. The energy that kind of got them there mm -hmm. was there. It was super in your face. Yeah. You know, and they, you don't get the same effect really with I don't arena so. shows. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't like festival shows either. Yeah. For when you're sure. 30 feet from the stage and you're in the front row, it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. And like, like the lights don't have the same effect. Yeah. Like when I saw Nine Inch Nails, it was amazing. I saw them at the Amway Center. Oh, and yeah, because control of the lighting. Yeah. If you would have, if they would have done that show outside, it wouldn't have had anywhere near the same effect. They no, probably yeah. would have done a different show. Absolutely. Yeah. They would have had to. Yeah. And so uh, we played a show with, uh, well, it wasn't with, but it was, we played Ausfest at Donington Castle. Oh, uh, yeah. It was in the UK one year. And Tool was on at like three o'clock in the afternoon. That's and weird. It, it's, so weird because it's really like weird. it's just like you really just okay well it's, it looks like just roadies on stage sound checking you know yeah they don't really move yeah at, at all and then not and, now no and then just music playing you know that one so, video of him and at Lollapalooza in '93 he was right up front yeah and but, it was the last time <laughs> yeah and it was the last time yeah but um so that became a tangent but still that's fine. It was a good tangent. I feel like it was a good we're, tangent. We're yeah. through it. So we didn't say um a lot. That's true. That's yeah, that's, that's a plus. I'll, I'll cheers to that. <laughs> but uh, so you got uh, Tampa Bay coming up. I do. Has you done that before? This will be my fourth year doing Tampa, and it's consistently my best show of the year. Oh, good. I've heard that from other people too. It's, yeah, they they really know what's going on there. Like um, the Tampa Bay, St. Pete area, mm -hmm. they just have their the community is insane for art. You know, yeah. there's murals on every building, and yeah, St. Pete has that mural fest. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I love it, and it's I'm so envious of that. And I mean, we have a lot of stuff that goes on here too. Yeah. So it's like, but it just seems like here as artists, we're we're actively fighting to be recognized by the community yeah. you know and by the by the city and you know and it just seems like tampa has like constantly there's all these programs and all these contests right. and all these like community things that are going on which i mean to you know in defense of my ignorance um those things could potentially be going on here too because i know we do have strong pockets of people that are constantly doing shows but it just seems like there's more unity in in the St. Pete area, I you know, like where it's, it, it just seems like, but it could just be an outside perspective because when I go there, it could be, but stuff everywhere, you know, but I think there's a lot of truth to that because here we're still growing mm -hmm. like mad, like every day we're moving ahead a lot. Yeah. Right. And I think that the, we're eventually going to catch up to places like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like they're moving at a constant speed and we're moving at a faster speed than they are, but we're behind them. Yeah. So eventually we'll get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think there's a little bit of truth to that, but I think it'll take a little longer for us to get there. Cause there's, there's a lot of pushback and there's a lot of support yeah. here. So, there's a lot of clickiness too. Very much so. But the government, I would say a lot of the um, local government here in Orlando is very much like for the art. Super supportive. <clears throat> yeah. We're lucky to have yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. Patty Sheehan, I had her on. Mm -hmm. And she is a fucking artist. I don't know that. Yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah. Like she, she can do a lot and the mayor is fucking cool about it, you know? So there's a lot of opportunities there. It's just, we, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, getting everybody on board, not just, um, a few people here and there yeah. that have pool. Like hellified coordinated <clears throat> skills. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like it, because we're we're all a bunch of lunatics running around. We are. We're all so busy doing everything, trying to get the best we can at our craft, and we don't have time to really, right. you know, get a community anything going. So, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if if we could get the ball rolling on that somehow. I think so. Spooky's gonna be there this year in Tampa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was just talking about that at the the hourglass thing yesterday. The oddities market. Yeah. You should have gone to that, man. Oh, it was one? fun. The oddies market at uh, Hourglass. Oh, wait, wait, when was it? Yesterday. Oh, I had to do the paint thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah I would have. That's right. But I had to go do that thing that we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you did that yesterday. I don't know why I forgot. No, no more cherry hoops for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I was just talking to someone that does spooky every year, and um, there were there were a lot of people that were like, no, they're leaving Orlando. They shouldn't leave Orlando. But I think it'll be better for the artists. <clears throat> and it's the first time I've talked about this publicly. I haven't even posted anything about my opinions on it. Mm-hmm. But every time that I did a show outside of Orlando, mm-hmm. I did better. And I think a lot of it is because the people that are coming to these shows locally are friends of yours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I understand. So like, like it's not new to them. Where or friends of the other artists, where they they can't support you yes. because they're there to support their friends. Yeah, friend. yeah, okay. that too. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. Like I was doing the show where it was like, no, I wasn't doing the show, but um, I was doing a sidewalk that a sidewalk stroll, and it was right when that that raw artist came out. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know who I'm talking about? Those fucking pyramid scheme art mm-hmm. shows. Like, hey, pay us. Like, we'll give you tickets, and you <clears> you sell these week. tickets. And, yeah, yeah. So somebody asked me if I was going to do it, and I was like, no, because seven of my other friends are going to be doing the same thing, <laughs> and they're going to be trying to sell tickets to people too. Yeah, <laughs> we know all the same people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Number one, it's the guy that. It gets to the people first. Yeah. Number two, what the fuck does it matter? It, it should be more of a, a um, organic thing mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to go to the show because of this. Yeah. Not because I want to go to the show because this guy sold me a ticket. Yeah. A guy believed in the show premise. He invited artists and the people that are going to come see those artists believe in the artists. Exactly. And that's how that should work. I think so. You should, it shouldn't be forced and it shouldn't yeah. be like trying to, you know, monetize in like a mass production type of mindset. Right. You know? And that's the way they are. Yeah. That's the way those raw guys are. So fuck raw. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. They've, uh, I've, I've turned down a few of their. Uh, I've turned down every single one or just not said anything. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's, I mean, you can look at it in a couple of different ways. Cause I mean, you can look at it for, from my immediate point of view, you know, like I, they're bottom feeders. Yeah. That's, that's my perspective of them, you know, cause it's like, but you're basically, you're preying off of the hopes of unconditioned and un, untrained artists. Yeah. You know, it's like these these people that are That's like true. all gung ho about signing up for this, and oh yeah, I'll sell tickets too. You know, it's like I saw that in the local band business. You know, okay. like when we were trying to come up and, and try and get signed in, in the music industry, it's right. like the you're out there doing the work for the promoters. Yeah, you're and you're free help is essentially what that Pretty is because you're not getting paid for this. You're not getting paid to make this guy money, and every ticket that you sell goes directly into their pocket. Yeah. And like you said, you're bringing all your friends or whatever. And then, you know, if they feel obligated to buy something, they might, but you know, otherwise yeah. it's like, how are you going to make your money back? Your friends already know that you do this. Right. Know? So it's, it's, it's a clever marketing scheme it is. and it works well, I guess, because you're playing off of people's insecurities. But I mean, I, I would, I would not work with them, you know, not under that model. No, you know, not under exploitation like that. A really talented and Someone that I go to a lot um, told me you should embrace the people you don't know that support you a little mm-hmm. bit more than the people that you do know. Yeah. Because it says a lot when people you don't know support you. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially consistently. Yeah. Like there's not, I, I love the 
people, the family members, the friends. Of course, I love those people. Mm -hmm. But when someone that I don't know tells me how a painting made them feel, mm -hmm. and they don't know me, yeah, exactly. They don't know why I was doing it. We should go have pancakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I want to be your best friend. Yeah. Can you be my best friend. That type of thing. It's that. It's the validation that we crave as artists. And yeah. when that happens, it's it's the most pure. Yeah. Of that that acceptance you know what's even better is when you do something completely original mm -hmm. like 100 original and you get that yeah like if i did a painting of eric clapton that's one thing mm -hmm. but if i did a painting of some fucking weird thing that came out of my head mm -hmm. and somebody loved it that would be better like eric clapton's car keys <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes like, oh, it speaks to me. Yeah. The way that, like, the keys just are on a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah like, it, it's so nice when that happens. And I'm sure it's the same way with music. Yeah, it's gratifying. You yeah. Know, we're, like, as creatives, we're constantly seeking, you know, approval and acceptance from people because it's, it helps us validate and that helps to yeah. value and for me, ultimately, that's what kills the pain of, of reality. You yeah. Know, like I, I'm years ago, I was diagnosed as an existential depression or, or so I suffer from existential depression. Okay. And so that kind of shit, like those little perks mm -hmm. of like a crank out a piece. And it's like, even if nobody says a word about it, like I've reached a point now to where like I can find enough value in the growth in the piece yeah. that helps squash that, that negative voice right. down. Like the, that, that fucking nihilistic what's the point like just go do what you want to do man nobody cares no, you know nothing's proven that's the way I like, am now yeah and, and it sucks to be there you know yeah. it's re like there's a point you get to where you're you're too real do you yeah. know what I mean like you've got to keep that suspended disbelief card Absolutely. in your back pocket you know it's like and I feel like when, when you have suspended disbelief when you watch a sci-fi movie we have to have as much, if not more so, of that readily available to us for reality. Right. Because it's like we can have suspended disbelief in a movie and be like, okay, yeah, it's just a movie. We're like, okay, this all sucks and this is really what's going on. Like, I, how right. the fuck do I get out of this? You know, yeah. there's no credits after this, motherfucker. Like, I have to wait till this, you know, fucking clock is up. Yeah. And, but so you reach, after you do that enough times and you go through that, that hellish void, uh, you know, enough. You realize that oh okay no i really i really can be the master of my own mm -hmm. destiny you know i can choose to allow that part of reality to consume me or yes. i can go you know what well that's very powerful there's got to be an equally as powerful opposite to this that yeah. i can also embrace and when i found that out because i stumbled upon that not mm -hmm. not too long ago when i found that out that i could myself interject a balance to that darkness okay like as much of that darkness is a reality and as much right. as i am under its thumb i'm also its master because without my my being to perceive that negativity yes just having that that ability to perceive my own negativity that makes me in a, or it puts me in a position to supersede that thus right. giving me the power to create or at least seek out a balance to the negativity. That's so true, yeah. When that's I, a really cool way to look at it. When I hit when that hit me, but not like I said, man, this is just like two months ago. Like oh, I think wow. it was after my dog died that like I just went into this, you know, ridiculous mindset. Everything's been fucking fantastic since then. Do that's you know what I mean? crazy, right? Like it's super empowering because yeah. now it's like, okay, yeah, now I understand that the negativity is there. I understand mm -hmm. that like I'm gonna wake up some days and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go back to sleep forever don't want to wake up tomorrow I, that stuff is still in me yeah but now i'm aware of it and when it pops up i'm like nah not today motherfucker no i'm over here you know right, this, right. this is what i'm choosing to focus my energy on and because i look at it in its dirty little eyes it's evil condescending little fucking prick eyes right and i go i'm choosing to dedicate my energy elsewhere and you deflate it and then when, when you understand that you have that power inside you, that you can deflate your negativity, that you can take the power away from the thing that sucks every ounce of energy out of you. Right. 
your world becomes a different place. Yes. And I love that. It's like, instead of every, if, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. It's like, <laughs> you're a hug and everything is like an open arms. I don't know. I, I probably should have had a better one arm for that. I'll work on that one for yeah. the next time. Yeah, we'll work on but, that yeah, one. So, but yeah, something about gummy bears. And <laughs> send, me, send me a voice, a voice text. <laughs> and I'll add it in here. Wait, wait. There yeah, it is. There. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Matt, somebody told me, um, whoops. There's the other one. <laughs> Wait, which one do I cut? Right. You can only cut one. Cut the blue wire. Yeah, cut the blue wire. Take the red pill. Um, I think we did take the red pill. Dude, I mean, I had a fucking bottle of red pills, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, like, that's why I smoke so much weed now, is to try and forget some of the shit I learned from red pills. <laughs> right? But yeah, like, um, I recently... Well, I was diagnosed a long time ago, but I didn't do anything because I didn't understand it. Mm. Like normal people don't really understand exactly what depression is. Oh, yeah. If it's, it's not in you, it's like you can't really describe it. Right. And um, I was the same way. And somebody recently I was talking to was like, yeah, it's okay to have different emotions at the same time. Mm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Like a lot of people don't realize that. And how 